0: Welcome to the Progress Your Health Podcast with your hosts, Dr. Robert Mackey and Dr. Valerie Davidson, a husband and wife team who specialize in bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and functional medicine. They're here to help you lose weight, balance hormones, and age gracefully. It's their mission to motivate, educate, and empower you to take your health to the next level.
1: And now your hosts, hormone experts, Dr. Mackey and Dr. Davidson.
0: Hello, everyone! Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Progress Health Podcast. I'm Dr. Mackey,
1: and I'm Dr. Davidson.
0: Uh, so we're still uh, stuck in quarantine. Coronavirus uh, 2020 is uh, you know is upon us still. Uh, I think the uh, we're up here in uh, up in Washington State. Uh, everything's closed except for banks and grocery stores, and gas stations, uh, bars, and restaurants are closed. Uh, of course, hospitals are not. You know, healthcare. You know, uh, uh, practices, and medical clinics. Uh, but, uh, you know, hopefully this will resolve soon. Hopefully uh, by this, uh, you know, social distancing will you know have some positive effects and we'll be able to get back to some normalcy fairly soon. But uh, in the meantime, we're going to continue on with the podcast. Uh, it does seem a little weird I'm talking about hormones when all this other stuff is going on. But at the same time, we don't want to focus on that too much. It is what it is. Uh, and if we all do our part, I think it'll you know, it'll kind of dissipate uh, and we'll minimize some of the collateral damage as much as possible.
1: I Yeah, I completely agree. Instead of, you know, panic, it's just trying to, you know, hope for the best. Everybody's going to be okay. Let's, you know, try to, you know, try to stay home and not infect anybody else. And like Dr. Mackey said is we're in Washington, which there is a lot more um, cases of deaths here. So people are being extra proactive, which I think it's wonderful that we're all trying to support the community. And I think when this is done, we'll come together and try to help everybody else that have been impacted financially from this too, because that could be very devastating.
0: Yeah, completely. Uh, So let's get back to uh, hormones. Uh, The last one we talked about, Lisa, uh, she had, uh, you know, so again, some very typical questions. This one we're going to talk about, Angie. Uh, In some ways, we kind of paired these two together from last one to this one, just because uh, it it kind of reiterates some of the things that we talked about. So uh, Dr. Davis, why don't you go ahead and read Angie's question?
1: Sure. So this question is from Angie. So hi, Angie. Angie's actually a podcast listener. So I appreciate you listening to our podcast and then, you know, putting out your question because your question is really important and I love her specificity on this. So this is, this is really cool. So, so Angie says, hi, I'm going to start bias compounded 80-20 ratio, 80% estriol, 20% estradiol, 2.5 milligrams once a day, and 100 milligrams compounded slow-release progesterone pill. My doctor and I decided on this amount because I read from a well-known hormone doctor that anything less will not help the heart, the brain, and the bones. Question, will the cream travel through my body enough to help with those, Or should it be in a pill form, which I would rather not do since I'm already going to be taking a progesterone pill? I heard that the progesterone pill is a must if you have a uterus. I am in my late 50s and I started menopause later.
0: Yeah, so uh, again, similar to Lisa's, but she does uh, provide some very useful information. Uh, the 80-20, and this time she does give the, which is the ratio of the two hormones, the estradiol, the estriol, but she also does give the a milligram amount, which in the last podcast, Lisa did not provide the milligram amount. So we we're uh, kind of guessing a little bit, you know, kind of uh, assuming a couple of things based on her symptom picture.
1: Which was fun with Lisa because there's so many, that's the cool thing with the compounding hormones is you can do anything and everything that you could even could imagine with a patient when you're using a compounding pharmacy, you can use, you know, a quarter of a milligram, a microgram, you can make any changes you want. And so that's the cool thing is you can design a hormone, you know, dosing profile for a patient based on them individually, as opposed to, as we pretty much know in conventional medicine, you know, it's one, you know, one dose fits all, you know, what a, 400 pound male dose for antibiotics would be the same if they gave it to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm there's not 400 pounds. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right. Uh, there's, yeah, there's no, there's no personalization. There's no customization. Uh, there's whatever dose the pharmacy has or what the manufacturer makes. That's what you get. That's why this is, uh, you know, and I know you've said this before yourself. It's uh, just as much of a science as, as it is an art form to know what that particular patient, um, needs, you know, based on their symptom picture. So, um, uh, sorry. Uh, there's a little. Uh,
1: we have a little maniac on the floor.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we are. D- we actually had to redo this episode, uh, because we got some new equipment and we have a new setup. Of course, uh, for those of you that have an Aussie out there, he's always at our feet all the time, and now he's chewing on a, you know, on a on a deer antler uh, and it's kind of banging up against the table a little bit. So if you hear any noise, we apologize.
1: Sorry, but he's, yeah, he's got a He's our little um, partner in crime, our yeah. little Aussie dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, He's a maniac, but he's cute as cute as they can get. So, uh, hopefully, that doesn't uh, carry through. And uh, we we kind of we uh, in the past we would used to have you know we do these episodes and he would kind of get a little rambunctious and we would stop and re record and we're like ah who cares let's just let it roll let's just uh, let r- let's just let it run with it <laughs> uh, you know I think people appreciate that you know. You know, that, you know, everyone nowadays, you know, not that they never loved their dogs, you know, that much before, but I think nowadays people are very much open to animals and, uh, you know, animals having a, a big part of our lives oh, anyways.
1: We love animals. I heard on that, um, what is it, Animal Planet is going to be like doing a, a, like a 90, what is it, a 90 hour marathon of Too Cute, which... It's like the cutest show. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure you're not the only one. that so when that
1: starts, I'll be watching some.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so back to Angie's question. So uh, there's she's right on a, on a bunch of things, right? The 80-20 is always a good place to start. Uh, when a woman's never been on hormones before, uh, 80-20 ratio uh, is usually the most common or the most typically prescribed uh, hormone ratio. Uh, now, the milligram amount, she's on 2.5 milligrams, which I think is reasonable. I still think it's kind of low. Um, I usually start myself usually about 3 milligrams, uh, maybe even up to 5 milligrams, depending on the severity of their hot flashes.
1: Yeah, or their symptom. There are other symptoms as well. So I would say with Angie, 2.5 milligrams of an eighty twenty biased equals 2 milligrams of estriol and 0.5 milligrams of estradiol, which like Dr. Mackey said, isn't a lot. And the one thing that does jump out is she's taking it once a day. So really, I always say the bioidentical hormones are amazing. They're awesome. They're so fantastic. But at the same time, they just don't have a very long half-life. So if you put it on once a day, you know, 16 hours later, I guarantee you there's not a lot in your system, if any at all, which is why I always advocate to do it twice a day when you're doing biased. Now, with Angie, she's taking the progesterone pill once a day as an oral capsule, 100 milligrams, which 100 milligrams is the best dose. I mean, not the best dose, but it's most common dose. It's, so she takes that at night, but I would say with that uh, biased, is it's probably a little too low or she'd want to split it up into morning and evening.
0: Yeah. And even splitting it up. So if she split it up two and a half milligrams, it'd be 1.25 in the morning, 1.25 in the evening. She's barely getting enough hormone there to, you know, to you know curtail her symptoms. Um, but like you said, the half-life, it only lasts, you know, what you apply in the morning, gets you through the day, what you apply at night is going to get you through or what you apply in the evening is going to get you through the night if she's only doing it once a day, those blood levels are rising and then dropping back to zero pretty much, uh, you know, on a 24 hour basis, she's almost starting over every time she reapplies her cream.
1: So one way, if somebody's a little hesitant about increasing up their, you know, their bioidentical estrogen is like Dr. Mackey said about blood levels is test the blood levels. It's really easy to go into the lab and have your blood drawn and then test the levels for the estradiol just because that's the easiest way to test is to actually test a specific estradiol, not total estrogens. That's not, Specific enough to give us an idea of how she is absorbing the hormone cream, but to do an actual estradiol. And usually, what we would have Angie do is hey, we, you know, docs, start her on her hormones, you know, for three, you know, three weeks up to, you know, maybe a couple of months and then test the blood work. So she puts on her cream in the morning and then maybe, you know, four to six hours later, do the blood draw so we can see how she is absorbing it and how it's staying in her system. If she puts it on in the morning without, without applying her hormone cream, then we'll know for sure it'll be zero and it'll be a wasted blood draw. But you definitely always want to test somebody after they've had their hormone cream on for about four to six hours.
0: Yeah, right, yeah. Because we, now, uh, typically a menopausal level for an estradiol level, we don't do total estrogens. That's not really necessary. We do an estradiol level. uh, that For a menopausal woman, that's going to say less than 30. Uh, Some labs will actually give the number, but it's usually going to be less than 30, Uh, you know, Our upper limit is trying to get that number somewhere between 75 to 125, but for some women, depending on what their dosage is, it might not even get to 50. Uh, But as long as their symptoms are under control, right, as long as their symptoms are improving, meaning their hot flashes have gone down, their night sweats have decreased, they're sleeping better. You know, then you know the blood level isn't as necessarily as important. We still want to monitor and check it. We want to make sure that it doesn't go up too high. Um, you know, we're still always trying to increase it, um, but um, you know, yeah, it, it's de- definitely a good thing to kind of monitor and keep track of.
1: And Angie is also asking about, you know, taking her estrogen in a pill form versus a cream form. Now we always do like, gosh, ninety nine point nine percent, ninety nine point five percent do biased, any kind of compounded estrogen as a cream. And that's because when you take estrogen orally, the liver tends to eat it up. So you don't really get the dosage as well. And also that's pretty much a pretty big burden on the, the liver to be taking oral estrogen at specific you know, especially at higher doses. That's not super healthy for the liver at the same time. So definitely her doctor's, you know, idea of saying, Hey, let's do this as a cream is fantastic. So it's good that she's doing a cream and doing a cream does go into the bloodstream. So and an biased cream is going to help the brain, the heart, and the bones, and the skin, and the hair. And, you know, the, it's going to help everything. But her specific question was, is that going to be okay for the heart, the brain, and the bones? And absolutely, as a cream, it will be. But then here comes in, in terms of dosage. So it might be a little too low that we might want to raise that up a little bit.
0: Right, 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 right. Uh, so, again, uh, some similar things to our last episode with Lisa. But she's right on about, you know, the benefits, uh, you know, getting through the bloodstream and having those, uh, you know, besides just the menopausal symptoms, but having those uh, those uh, age-related disease benefits on the brain, the bones, uh, and the heart uh you know, there's this connotation when it comes to hormones, female hormones, that they're they're dangerous. Um, but this is the kind of the added benefit it helps to maintain some of those things. You're going to de- decrease the risk of heart disease. You're going to decrease the risk of osteoporosis. You're going to decrease the risk of dementia um, because those hormones are helping to, when do those things, when do the risk of those things go up for women when they go to the menopause? Uh, so the, the hormones definitely have a, play a role there. If we can extend that a little bit, uh, you know, it's going to certainly stave off some of those problems, you know, hopefully indefinitely, but at least for, you know, relatively long time, de- depending on the rest of the lifestyle, which usually in our experience, women that are doing these types of things or lifestyles are already very good to begin with. Um, this just helps to kind of round things out for them.
1: Exactly. So I'd say for Angie that definitely, you know, the 100 milligrams compounded slow release progesterone oral capsule is great. Taking that at night is going to be perfect for helping you stay asleep. Also, the dosage of the s is est is good to use as a cream, but the dosage might need to go be, you know, might need to be increased or at least split up into morning and evening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And more than, uh, usually what we've, uh, noticed over the years is that where a woman starts with her hormone dose isn't where she's going to end with her hormone dose. There's little tweaks that happen. Again, like I said on the last episode, whether it's stress, whether it's the time of the year, uh, what's going on in her life, you know what happened six months ago, and you know fast forward six months in the future, her life is totally different in some respects. Now so, some things are very much the same, but her body is different. The time of the year is different. Uh, her body does kind of you know acclimate a little bit to it and. Estrogen is what makes a woman a woman. So, usually, the more of it, it's not about having too much necessarily. uh, It's making sure that the woman has enough. Uh, And in menopause, when we're doing static dosing like this, we'll talk about rhythmic dosing on another episode. But when a woman's doing static dosing, meaning same dose every day, you really can't give a woman too much, right? Her body is not getting anywhere close to what she did when she was menstruating. So all we're trying to do is just raise that baseline up a little bit of those hormones. So she's at least functional and all those menopausal symptoms are not driving her crazy.
1: Exactly. And then, you know, testing the blood work to make sure, because, you know, sometimes, you know, people can take too much and then it's a little high in their bloodstream and then you just back it down a little bit. But like you said, you, you don't, Be too afraid of giving the estrogens as long as it's the biased, you know, especially an eighty twenty ratio of estradiol and estriol, so where that estradiol is pretty small in terms of the ratio. Whereas a fifty fifty, like we had talked about Lisa on on another um another episode, is sometimes you can go a little bit too high when you're doing a fifty fifty ratio, but I do, you know, just to kind of sum it up, I do agree with Dr. Mackey is don't be hesitant, but you can start off low and then work your way up. So maybe with Angie, they're starting off at 2.5 milligrams once a day. They'll go to maybe splitting it up to doing it twice a day, then raising it up a little bit more and then having that, you know, and maintaining from there.
0: Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, now, uh, the the issue that does come up sometimes, like you said, when you do raise, uh, and that's why her taking the progesterone is very good, because if you raise that, uh, estrogen amount too quickly or too fast, uh, then there can be some spotting or some bleeding issues. But her taking the bioidentical progesterone is very helpful, as we talked about already, that it helps to, you know, protect that uterine lining or inhibit the growth of uterine lining. Because if you raise that dose high enough on the estrogen side, Uh, eventually it would make her bleed to some extent, which is we don't want because that bleeding is going to be unpredictable. That's also where rhythmic dosing comes into play, which actually encourages a woman to have a period. Uh, Now, again, that's complicated and we'll talk about that on another episode, Uh, but uh, definitely two and a half milligrams is kind of on the bottom end and uh, more than likely she'd probably feel a little bit better somewhere between let's say three to seven milligrams, somewhere in that range, she's going to find her, you know, the amount that really, you know, eliminates most of her symptoms and she's feeling really good. Uh, so uh, anything else to add about that, Dr. Davidson? No, or we, no. Uh,
1: Thank you, Angie, for your question. And, and we're going to do other questions as part of the format with our podcast. And just like our other episodes we've had, we might talk about specific topics and maybe not questions, but, you know, they'll all be related around, you know, hor- you know, hormones and hormonal health.
0: Yeah. So uh, until next time, I'm Dr. Mackey. And
1: I'm Dr. Davidson. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Progress Your Health podcast. If you like
0: what you've heard on this podcast, please give us a positive review on iTunes. This allows us to spread our message, grow our audience, and help more people around the world. For more information, visit our website at ProgressYourHealth.com.